This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Aquarium Mania on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Roy Anand, speaking to you from the University of Florida's Tropical Aquaculture Laboratory. Thanks for joining us. Jellyfish have mesmerized us for centuries. Their beauty, fragility, and grace, combined with a stinging defense, have made jellyfish keeping a major challenge and, for a time, only possible at public aquaria. My guest today, Jeff Turner, his son Joe Turner, and John Michael DeGidio, through their company, Jellyfish Art, have changed all of that. This amazing group of innovators and lifelong hobbyists has untangled the mysteries and brought jellyfish keeping into our homes, offices, restaurants, and schools. Join us as we discuss this hypnotic new wave and the secrets of jellyfish with Jeff, Joe, and John. We'll be right back after these messages. Put on a perfectly possum pet party. Having an awesome birthday or adoption day celebration for your four-legged friend? Or just want a fun excuse to throw a fun party with your friends from the dog park? Deck out your party with Molly and Bandit Pet Party Accessories, party products designed specifically for pets. There are wearables, including adjustable pet party hats, bow ties, and tutus. The photo prop kits include funny glasses and hats. The party supplies and decorations include coordinating table covers, party banners, cake decorations, and treat bowls, cups, and bags. Everything you need to create great memories and Instagram-worthy photos. They're available in two colorful themes, Tropical and Fireman. It's a dog's life. Celebrate it with Molly and Bandit Pet Party at mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Aquarium Mania on Pet Life Radio. My guests today are Jeff Turner, President, Joe Turner, General Manager, and John Michael DeGidio, Director of Aquaculture and Production, all from Jellyfish Art in Florida. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Hey. Hi, Roy. Hey, Roy. So you, you guys have a really cool, unique company, and I know you've been in, in uh, this area at least uh, for several years. I know you've been involved with aquariums for a very long time. Uh, before we get started into the Jellyfish Art Company specifically, I wanted to get a little bit of a more personal side from each of you. So let's start with you, Jeff. Um, you're, you're kind of the big cheese of the group. Would you uh, tell us a little bit how you became interested in marine science and maybe a little bit about your background and then some of your involvement with jellyfish art, how you became um, interested and involved? Roy, really it started before I was born. My father, uh, Dick Boyd, Bob Strong, and a couple other guys started at the Florida Marine Aquarium Society in 1955. My dad was uh, president in 57 and I was born in 62. So I've been at it from way in the beginning, and I've been keeping marine aquariums. I built my first glass tank when I was seven years old, so I've been building aquariums for over 45 years. I bred neon gobies as a high school project, uh, really as my senior high school project, back before, oh, 1976. So I've been involved in, in all aspects of the marine aquarium trade from way in the beginning. 
I started ORA and developed the distribution network for the first successful marine ornamental fish project on the planet that's still operating today. And uh, it's been a lifelong ambition and vocation to be involved in everything aquarium related. And I love to go fishing. And ORA, of course, is Ocean's Recent Aquariums, which, as yeah, definitely, as you mentioned, was the first and, you know, is still very successful today. Can you tell us a little bit about, I guess, how you started with jellyfish? You know, I had met Alex and Don in 2011 at Global Pet Expo when we were displaying uh, chemical products at that time. And I had always seen jellyfish aquariums at public aquariums for many, many years. Uh, about seven years ago, seven and a half years ago, we were presented with building a 2,000-gallon uh, aquarium in Fort Lauderdale on the beach at the W Hotel in State 954. And they wanted us to put in, they had first requested a jellyfish tank. And I thought, oh, gosh, I could just do a big reef tank, and that would be great for our company. And um, the designer and I met. And he saw big, beautiful reef tanks. He goes, but you know, Jeff, I love the jellies. I said, then jellyfish it is. And that was really the first jellyfish tank that I ever built was 2,000 gallons. It's flawless. It runs tremendous. Uh, we built a different design than anybody's ever done. And it's been continuously operating now for close to seven years. Really spectacular. Yeah, that's amazing. So let me uh, let me turn to you now, Joe. It's it's a uh a little bit of get a little bit of personal information from you. How did you get interested in all of this, and how did you become involved with the jellyfish art? So I had to start very similar to, to Jeff, where it was um, something that's been around since I was a kid. I started off uh, trimming silicone in custom tanks uh, throughout high school as a job after uh, after school, and I've always had an interest in uh, marine science. You know, I, I've had a uh, reef tank in my uh, my room when I was younger which was about a, I believe it was a 30, 40 gallon tank full of a bunch of mushrooms. I remember having uh, a dragonette in there. So yeah, it basically started off, uh, I did a lot of diving and fishing as a, as a kid. And that's something that translated into interest as I, as I got older and definitely spurred me to begin with the jellyfish business. And so how did you officially become involved with the jellyfish business? So I was uh, invited by my dad, uh, Jeff, to basically come over here and help him out with everything that's going on. I went to school for engineering, and he gave me uh, a position that I would uh, be able to help him out and uh, work forward in my uh, in my life, basically. And I'm um, very thankful for that, and I'm uh, very happy to be here at Jellyfish Art and uh, working with these guys. Well, thanks very much for that. That is definitely some cool stuff you guys got going on. And, and John, last but not least, of course, John Michael Digidio, can you uh, tell us a little bit about your background and, and how these guys pulled you in? Sure, Roy. So I started out just growing up around the ocean, and that led to two degrees from Florida Institute of Technology and marine science and aquaculture, which then led me back to you. You were my advisor during my master's degree at UF in fisheries and aquatic science. And after graduating from University of Florida, I was looking for a job and this appeared through one of the contacts we know, Judy at Rising Tide Conservation, which is part of SeaWorld's organization for sustainable aquaculture practices and sustainability in the marine ornamental trade. And now I'm here at Jellyfish, raising jellyfish, which is something I didn't quite expect, but uh, it's been an interesting process, and I, I do enjoy it. And uh, yeah, on a side note, I have to say, John, you did an incredible job while you're here as a master's student. And, you know, of course, we're real proud of all you have accomplished so far. So congrats to date. So uh, let's talk about the Jellyfish Art Company and the jellyfish themselves. As a company, what does Jellyfish Art do? 
I'll answer that one, Roy. You know, Jellyfish Art was started by Alex Andon back in late 1999, 2000. And he was the first guy to go out and get a uh, patent on an air-driven Kreisel design. And uh, did a Kickstarter launch way back when and was a huge success. The aquarium had some issues. There were some difficulties with it at that time. And um, we rectified a lot of those things. And a lot of it had to do with, you know, going and, and culturing your own animals, having them available at all times, modifying the tank design to make it work better than it did at the time that we bought the business, and then installing a, a great customer service business and, you know, having people that are engaged and excited to be involved in, in creating successful aquarists at the other side of the equation, people who would buy a jellyfish art tank. So at this point, we've had the business almost two years now, getting closer to that. You know, it goes from my vantage point, it comes back to the right people. You know, getting Joe involved and getting John involved and uh, Paola and, and our education department. We've got a great team and we're really uh, growing leaps and bounds right now. Thanks, Jeff, for that. And so what are some of the perceptions about keeping jellies? I know, obviously, that is this is not an uh, animal or group of animals that has been kept easily for a long time. You know, that's another great question. The perception of keeping jellies, people think that they're very difficult. When we went back and I built this first 2,000-gallon jellyfish tank, I mean, I had seen many, 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 obviously via Monterey Bay and, and Aquarium of the Americas and New England Aquarium, and they mainly were in public aquarium settings. Alex, you know, said, well, this is pretty basic. These have been on the planet for 500 million years. And obviously, they're very resilient to change. I mean, they survived all the way through the extinction of the dinosaurs. There's many, many things that have happened in 500 million years, so they're durable. And this is a, a misperception, I believe. People think that they're very, very fragile, which at times they are, but in the right environment, they do super well. And we've kind of dispelled that myth and, and make it more commonplace for anybody to be able to keep jellyfish in a small aquarium. What are some of the general difficulties with keeping jellies in more traditional aquariums, Jeff? You know, it goes back into the uplift design, keeping a suspended body of water in a box. Uh, you can keep jellyfish in a rectangular tank. You can keep them in a circular tank. You can keep them in a cylindrical tank. It all just comes down into the uh, design. And in a traditional tank, you know, you're going to have a rocks or gravel or sand or, or some interior of some sort, a gorgonian, anything. And jellyfish get stuck on that kind of stuff. So they really need just water and a vessel to be housed in. So that kind of goes into, I guess, the specifics about maybe some of the tanks and more um, kind of husbandry type questions. So, John, if you can help us out with this area, how do the jellyfish art tanks rectify the issues that have been an issue with these traditional tanks? Uh, sure. So the jellyfish art tank, the jellyfish art desktop tank, creates a laminar circular water flow pattern in the tank, which helps keep the jellyfish suspended. The addition of the bubbled channel plate at the bottom allows substrate to be on the bottom, but it also prevents the jellyfish from rubbing it up against it, which can create tears or holes in the bell. Since even though the substrate's fairly smooth, there are still small nicks, edges, things like that on it, um, which if you think about rubbing something against jello, it's fairly easy for that to create any type of damage. So the bubble channel plate also reduces suction and prevents the jellyfish from getting stuck on that. So it keeps the jellyfish consistently through circling around the aquarium and suspended in the water. Our new tank does the same thing, but the flow is slightly different. Instead of the circular pattern, it gets pushed up from the bottom 
and then suspends the jellyfish that way. There's no sharp edges or anything like that in the tank, so the flow is not allowed to create any dead spaces within the tank, and therefore you have a consistent suspension of the jellyfish in the jellyfish cylinder nano as well. So, John, are you saying that um, jellyfish are made out of jello? <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. So, in, I guess you kind of talked a little bit about the specifics on the design. Um, what species of jellies does jellyfish art raise, and why, I guess, those specific species? So, the current species, the general name would be moon jellyfish. However, there are multiple species, some scientists think upwards of 30 plus species spread throughout the world that are considered moon jellyfish and are all fairly morphologically similar to each other. There are distinctions such as the number of stomachs and gonads, number of oral arms, and other certain things that will distinguish between those species, but to the a general person looking at it, they all look very similar. So what we do is we have probably a mixture of Aurelia arita and Aurelia labiata, and those are both moon jellyfish species, one's from the Pacific, one's from the Atlantic, but they look almost identical. Um, unless you look at them under a microscope, it's really hard to tell the difference. We also are working on some R&D with some new species, such as Australian spotted jellies, flame jellies, and several other species that we think would be great for our aquariums. Um, they require a little bit more work than the moons do, but it's definitely something that could be done in the future and would be a beautiful addition to our tanks. Okay, because I, I think I remember you telling me you were going to try to convince Jeff and Joe to do a desktop Portuguese man of war. Is that is that still ongoing? No. <laughs> Nothing no that box could sting. <laughs> okay, just, just making sure. What about like upside-down jellies? You know, because they just kind of sit there. Would that be something you know, that would be... Yeah, they actually, people do have them in their tanks, but you can just put them in a regular reef tank. There's nothing that's required as for other species of jellyfish that the medusa's suspended in the water. The upside down jellies can go in any reef tank. You just need UV lighting so that they're able to have the photosynthetic algae with them. Okay, that's true. That, that's a good point. Now, tell us, I guess, a little bit about the secrets of uh, jellyfish reproduction. How do you guys do it and what are some of the challenges yeah, the general process is complicated. They go through multiple life stages, starting out in the adult, which is the medusa phase, and then they release egg and sperm into the water where it's externally fertilized and creates an egg, which then turns into a small microscopic larvae, which is called a planula. Planulas are about 350 microns in size and look kind of like an amoeba. And these will swim in the water column for several days up to weeks until they find a substrate that they want to settle on. Once they want to settle, they turn into what's called a polyp, which is like a small anemone. And then getting the polyp to go into a, a phase called strobilation is the hard part. Um, so that requires manipulation of water quality parameters to get to that spot. And uh, that's where the secrets come in, because being able to do that in specific stages and creating the perfect environment will allow you to manipulate how many polyps strobilate and how many ephyra you receive from that. And the ephyra are the baby jellyfish. They have actual divided arms instead of lobes around it. So it, it looks like almost like a starfish instead of an actual jellyfish. And then as they grow, all those areas in between the arms will merge. And then you have the bell of the, the adult jellyfish. And it's at that time they're kind of floating already or is it? 
Like, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> once the polyps release, go through strobilation, it's like a stack of CDs, and every CD pops off into an aphira. This is why you generally see polyps on the underside of docks or on vertical pilings. They don't like to be on the bottom because in order for them to release the aphira, it's actually quite hard for them to do because the aphira falls back onto the polyp. So it's easier for the fire to fall down and fall off of something. And then that fire immediately starts pulsing and swimming in the water. Okay, that makes sense. So how long does the entire process take about? It really depends. Um, it can take anywhere, depending on how conditions are, from 10 days up to a month for the whole process to occur. And then once the fire are produced, jellyfish can grow really rapidly, up to 20% of their body size each day. So if you feed them, feeding is a regulation mechanism. So if they have a constant supply of food, they'll be able to reach adulthood in uh, several weeks. And I guess the you know, final question um, kind of for that, this area is um, how long do they normally live? Jellyfish in the wild generally live four to six months because it's very cyclical based upon environmental conditions as well as food availability. So you'll often see it at different times of the year based where you are based upon what food is available, and the polyps will react to this, and that's when they start the strobilation process, and why you see blooms instead of a consistent supply of jellyfish. In our tanks, because they have a consistent food supply, as well as there's no predators and environmental conditions are relatively stable, they'll live up to a year and a half. In the larger tanks, we've seen up to two and a half years from a moon jellyfish. Okay, wow, that's, that's pretty good. Really long time. Well, let's take a short break and we'll continue our discussion with Jeff and Joe Turner and John DiGidio of Jellyfish Art after these messages from our sponsors. designerpetsweaters.com hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat beautiful couture patterns for your pets including custom-knitted formal wear casual wear, yachting, and even sports themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats and a lot of sparkle each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready Large or small, we fit them all. DesignerPetSweaters.com Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com We're back and continuing our conversation with my guests, Jeff and Joe Turner and John Michael DiGidio of Jellyfish Art in Florida. Well, we had a, a really good explanation of some of the kind of challenges with reproducing um, jellyfish. I wanted to talk with you, Joe, now a little bit about some of the other projects and, and kind of things involved with jellyfish art. But first of all, what comes with the JFA tank package? So the tanks, we do our best to make sure that everyone has uh, the required materials, the stuff that they need to be able to set up the tank as well as take care of it. With the tanks, we like to include salt so that customers can set up their tanks and make sure that they can mix their salt as well as a hydrometer so that they accurately know what their salinity is at all times, uh, which is pretty important for salt water. It also comes with a biological starter, so you're able to uh, kickstart that nitrogen cycle within the tank. 
They come with pipettes so you can be able to remove any uneaten food from the tank or even um, add food directly into the tank. So when it comes down to the tanks, we want to be able to not only provide uh, physical items, but quality customer service for them. So that's something that we do here. We're able to take calls pretty much all day uh, throughout the day. Customer service answers on um, info at Jellyfish Art. We're, we're monitoring that consistently throughout the day and night. So we're able to answer any questions that people might have about Jellyfish and be able to help them um, in any situation that might arise. Can you tell us a little bit about the food? What kind of food do these guys get or, or that you provide? Yeah, so we um, we basically spent quite a while determining food. Originally, uh, they were, or the original owners of the company were feeding them frozen brine shrimp in uh, kind of like the uh, the little icy tubes. So um, those, those colorful icy tubes that you'll see uh, in summer and stuff like that. That was something that, you need, you know, you need to keep that kind of stuff frozen and, and whatnot. So we wanted to make it a little bit easier. So we ended up developing a dry food which contains definitely the, the right kind of nutrients for these jellyfish to be able to uh, subsist inside of these tanks. So turning it to a dry food was, was pretty important for us. It, it makes it so that customers are able to easily keep these in places like offices and whatnot without having uh, frozen fish food in the freezer with everyone else's food. Yeah, I think that that definitely does make it a lot easier. I know, um, and I would imagine with the frozen brine shrimp, it probably got a lot more messy as well. And right. it made that even more complicated. So can you tell us a little bit about the setup process? Sure. So the setup for the tanks is relatively easy. You know, it's basically a tank. You're, you're definitely going to have to be able to mix that salt water together. We recommend uh, not using tap water. There are certain things that jellyfish don't like, zinc being one of them, that we, we try to stay away from. So we, we recommend they use, you know, reverse osmosis, deionized, uh, distilled water, pretty much any filtering process that'll be able to remove stuff like that. So they're able to mix together that salt, which we have prepackaged and uh, measured for each specific tank so that their salinity is on point. Uh, we include the hydrometer in there just so they can check in any future situations, such as if they get their salt water from a different source. So then they add the, uh, the biological starter inside of the tank, which will help start kickstart that nitrogen cycle. When it comes down to the rest of the setup for the tank, it's all pretty much plug and play kind of stuff. Uh, they come with remote controls for LED lights, which is a bulb that you basically plug into the base of the tank. It's altogether a, a very simple setup, and, it, and that's um, something that we really emphasize when it comes down to the tanks is, is making sure that it's simple for people and easy to understand. So uh, making it a, as simple of a process as possible is, is our main goal. Yeah, with the LED light, they can kind of shift colors, right? Do you guys have a lot of kind of color options? Right. So the, uh, the remote comes with, um, I believe it's 16 different colors you're able to select on the remote itself, as well as uh, two different fading and or cycling so you're able to you know, cycle through those colors, reduce the brightness and uh, speed and slow down the cycling of the colors themselves. So there's a lot of versatility with that, with the lights and the way that they're illuminated within the tank. So have you guys considered like maybe in states where it's legal, like you know, maybe in Colorado, kind of selling these with marijuana dealers? You know, we, we haven't really thought about that. I went to Colorado for MACNA 2014, I believe it was. And no, uh, we weren't <laughs> that from anybody there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that, that was, um, of course, a half joke. But, you know, I, I definitely think kind of watching these would be sort of a, something that, you know, these guys might want to do at the same time. Yes. Yeah, so, um, we've heard the term living lava lamp quite a few times. <laughs> definitely something that uh, would relate to that. Now, someone that is, I guess, setting up the tank, and I, I did have the chance to kind of check out your website, which was, you know, excellent. You guys had really great kind of how-to video clips, etc. So once they kind of set everything up, how do they get jellyfish? So what we wanted to do, not only for customers, but um, stores around the United States, is to be able to have a consistent supply of moon jellyfish for them. 
stuff that's not caught from the wild. We culture 100% of the jellies that we send out. So it's important to be able to speak to not only the owner of the tank, but um, basically the end person. We want to be able to talk to them and talk to them about jellyfish. So what we do is we include a coupon code inside of the dry box. So when they're setting up, it's one of the items that they see next to the manual. And that basically gives them the instructions on how to redeem this coupon code. But, but basically, you go to our website, click on a, a button called Redeem Jellyfish, or visit jellyfishart.com slash redeem. Type in that code. That stuff is all included in the tank price. So you basically uh, put in that code. It's good for the jellyfish getting to your door, as well as food. Kemi Pure Blue Nano packet in there, too. So um, we will send this out anywhere in the continental United States uh, via express shipping. It makes it so that if the customer wants to be able to speak to us directly, they've already gone to our website. They can see our plethora of setup videos, acclimation videos, maintenance videos, uh, which is all uh, important to us to, to make sure that they're well informed so that they're able to take care of jellyfish. So I guess that answers maybe part of my next question. Well, in terms of purchasing a tank and setup, would they do that online or are there you know, retail outlets where they can purchase these? Yeah, so um, we definitely have our aquariums available online. Uh, we also have, uh, I believe there's about 50 stores set up across the United States that have uh, display models in their stores. So uh, brick and mortar aquarium shops, people that I talk to on a, on a daily basis. Yeah, they have tanks available there too. So if you are interested in seeing one yourself, you can go onto our website. We've got a store locator. You can find a, a shop that's close to you and see these jellyfish uh, in action. Now, I had... The opportunity when I was speaking with you guys a little bit earlier to find out about your Kickstarter project, you had a, a new uh, tank design that were, you were trying to get funded. So um, it, it seemed like it was uh, fairly successful. Can you tell us a little bit about the project itself and where you are with funding on it? Sure. So the uh, the project itself is um, something that's been in the works for quite a while. Uh, the original desktop jellyfish tank was around since the, the creation of the company. And it's a great model, but uh, we wanted to take our expertise in these larger custom aquariums that we talked about earlier and be able to translate that to a smaller model. So we had the same guys that, that end up designing those large custom tanks, designing this aquarium. That's something that we put a lot of thought and effort into over the past about a year and a half to two years, uh, putting together this tank and, and redesigning and going through prototyping stages. And the the campaign itself, uh, which started, uh, today's the 20th, so it started five days ago, has been kind of a, a runaway success. We're, we're really excited to see that people are interested in this kind of thing. And we are currently, as of this morning, around 300% of our funding goal. So it's something that we're, we're still working on. We definitely get a lot of questions and emails and phone calls at this time. It's very exciting to see something that we've been working on for quite a long time doing well. And we're, we're excited to show people the world of jellyfish all across the United States. Can you describe for our listeners what the new kind of setup looks like and maybe what makes it a little different from the setup you have now? Sure. So the new tank is, um, it's black. It's a cylindrical, which is why we call it the Jellyfish Cylinder Nano. It's basically a new type of um, flow design within the tank. So the original model, the desktop jellyfish tank, is what they call a chrysal. And that is basically a simulation of an open water environment within an aquarium. And that was uh, what John touched on a little bit earlier about uh, the design of the tank and making sure that they're you know, not getting caught on corals or anything else like that. So it's, uh, it's definitely important that the design simulates this open water environment. And this new one is run by an airflow mechanism as well, uh, which does uh, one of two things. It, it oxygenates that water, and it also makes sure there's no introduction of heat into the system itself. It's a slow-lifting flow as opposed to a circular motion within the, uh, the water inside of the tank. So what that does is it's, it slowly lifts those guys from the bottom of the tank and keeps them suspended within the aquarium. 
with a gentle flow, which is which is very important for the jellyfish. They are ninety five to ninety seven percent water. Uh, you definitely have to be uh, you got to baby them a little bit when it comes down to contact with anything. So these jellyfish, with the design of the tank, are allowed to be able to live within the tank without, you know, getting run over by anything or uh, eaten by turtles. And that's uh, definitely an important thing for us. What's the rough dimensions of the new tank? Uh, so the new tank is about 15 inches tall, um, 8 inches in diameter for the tank itself, and is 2 gallons. Okay, great. So perfect for a, a desk. Yeah. It also features, I'm going to add that in there too, Roy, it also features a, a really unique light design where it emits light through the top panel of the aquarium. That is all part of, of what we've applied for in our patent pending on this design. So we project a uh, jellyfish onto the ceiling of your room at night. So you turn your lights off and you got that living lava lamp going. You also have a jellyfish on your cylinder projecting like Batman. That's awesome. I actually didn't hear or realize that was part of it. So pretty cool. You guys are going to probably like end up making uh, Marvel Comics come up with some jellyfish superhero just to kind of go with the light. Yeah, that's that's the plan. <laughs> Let me talk a little bit now with you, John, about your educational program. I know you, you are all very involved with kind of promote education about the hobby, um, you know, conservation, et cetera, nature. What is the jellyfish art educational program? Our educational program is something we've designed to allow teachers to have an aquarium in their classroom that acts as a resource, that acts as a tool, and allows them to explain conservation and sustainability hands-on. So we have teachers throughout the nation who work with us on developing curriculum and lesson plans for grades kindergarten all the way through college classrooms. And they go range in topics um, from water chemistry through light attenuation in water to biology of jellyfish, as well as people have conducted experiments in the tanks. So there's a great variety of what's being done. And all this relates back to the fact that we want to promote marine conservation and sustainability. So we have a great educational deal. And our director of education, Paola Espitia, does a great job with this. She's currently busy and couldn't be here today, but she does a great job of working with teachers, helping them set up aquariums, being there for them if they have any questions or anything like that. And teachers can visit our educational page at jellyfishart.com education, or if they have any questions or inquiries about the project, they can email us at education at jellyfishart.com. Do you know offhand, or would this be a question for Paula, how many folks are involved, how many schools, you know, states, that sort of thing? State-wise, we have about 20 states involved, and teacher-wise, we have upwards of 50 teachers that are involved in the program. That's great. Yeah, it sounds great. I'm, I've been working with some schools, as has, you know, Carlos, a couple other folks here, and, you know, we may have to try to get them hooked up with you guys, because I know that the kids would definitely love learning about your uh, the tanks and about the jellyfish and conservation in general. Yeah, it's a great project, and another really great thing is that we have second graders that take care of these tanks, and so it really teaches responsibility to the kids so that they love the jellyfish and they really want to care for them so they do a great job and they pass that on to other students in the class and honestly you know there's never been any issues with students trying to harm the jellyfish or anything you know doing any damage to the tank or anything like that they really cherish it and they love it and it, it's a source of pride for them in the classroom so 
it really teaches things that go beyond just marine conservation and ocean stewardship. It really teaches a lot of great values for the kids to carry on throughout their educational careers. Yeah, definitely, definitely sounds like a great program. Well, I've got a kind of general question for, uh, I guess, all of you guys, maybe, uh, maybe Jeff. Do you have anything in the works, any kind of other ideas, whether it's other types of setups or other types of uh, organisms that you guys are thinking about? You know, Roy, you know, after building reef tanks, I built the coral reef exhibit at the Smithsonian for the Natural History Museum in D.C., and it's a huge, you know, reef tank that's just really spectacular. And, you know, building these jellyfish tanks, uh, the largest one I've done to date is 3,000 gallons in uh, Lexington, Kentucky at a restaurant there as a cylinder, actually. You know, I look at these big ones, and I keep going backwards. You know, you can only build so many of these large ones in your career on an annual basis. When you're dealing with what we're dealing with, with jellyfish art, we can reach thousands of people on an annual basis and, and help them learn about the ocean and conservation and whatnot through what I call this educational window to the sea, which is this jellyfish aquarium. It, it's simple. It's basic. It really is easy. And we're going to make it easier and easier. We provide all this educational material for free. And as far as developing new designs, we're already working on a couple more for 16 and certainly will expand this cylinder into 16 as well. So we're really jazzed at how successful it is, and it's bulletproof. We're even guaranteeing the jellyfish for 30 days for people who buy our aquariums. Yeah, that's amazing, and uh, you know, definitely don't get that much of a guarantee in most livestock, I know, so that's uh, pretty extraordinary. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. I want to thank our guests, Jeff and Joe Turner and John Michael DiGio and our producer, Mark Winter, for making this show possible. Jeff, Joe, and or John, did you guys have any final words of wisdom or information that you'd like to share? Yeah. Speaking about the Kickstarter, we're also donating um, tanks to classrooms based off of um, how well the Kickstarter does. So for every 100 tanks that we send out from our Kickstarter, we're donating a tank to a classroom um, pretty much anywhere in the U.S. Uh, so we'll be hosting a poll on Facebook that you're able to vote for your favorite school or your kid's school. And then whichever ones garner the most votes, we'll take it from the top of the list and then send out an aquarium to all of those different schools so that they're able to see these tanks in action and um, start the educational program within their school for free. That's great. So I guess we have to make sure all the uh, schools around are aware of the uh, the voting on the Facebook page. Yes, we'll post uh, information about that when the time comes. But um, it's it's basically you're able to nominate any school that you like, um, and we'll we'll be able to work with them directly. No, oh, that's great. Well, thank you all again for uh, taking the time out and telling us a little bit about your world and the uh, amazing things you guys have done at Jellyfish Art. Please be sure to check out Jellyfish Art's webpage. The link which is jellyfishart.com and additional uh, links and other information will be on their Aquarium Mania episode page at PetLifeRadio.com. I encourage all of you to visit my Aquarium Mania blog on Pet Life Radio. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for a show, email me at drroy at PetLifeRadio.com. That's D-R-R-O-Y at PetLifeRadio.com. Until next time, please visit your local aquarium stores, keep your tanks clean and your fish healthy, and definitely don't forget to check out Jellyfish Art. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.